You are now listening to Changing Lives, a podcast presented by Mount Gilead Full Gospel International Ministries, hosted by co-pastor Elena Robertson. Welcome to Changing Lives. We are changing lives with the Word of God. It is such a joy to come to you today, and I look forward to sharing with you, dealing with God's way. And what is God's way? I want to talk to you about the authority of God and how does that relate to us? How does that affect our lives? And I believe that you will be blessed by it. So I want to start right out from the start, dealing with how God established authority. I'm excited about it. This is going to be good. Glory to God. When God created the universe, what did he do? He established his principle of um, authority, okay? And his principle of authority is um, how he wanted life to go. Um, Of course, we know that um, the angels were with God in heaven, and we know that Lucifer— before he was kicked out of heaven, he was one of the he was the highest angel that was in heaven, and um, and we found out that he began to buck authority, and by him bucking authority, of course, that went against God's principle of what he had set in the earth realm and, and, and in heaven, uh, as far as what is how things are to flow, and so that principle when we think of principle, principle is our foundational truth. It is our rule of conduct. It's our plumb line. It is is how we flow, right? And so when we look at how God initially established before Satan started acting crazy, right? He was the one that created everything. God created everything. The universe, he created everything. And so, and under God were of course, the, the archangels and um, and uh, other angels were established under the archangels, and, and and like I said, Satan was one of was the highest angel that already had um, uh, power and authority. Now he wasn't higher than God, but he wasn't satisfied with that, and so so he went on it to, to do his own thing. But when God established that authority, he was able to establish. Um, power uh, and and reverence and um, um, order that would be directed to him, okay? So authority belongs to God because he created. He's the creator. He's creator of all things. And um, so that authority belongs to God. It originated from God and uh, he is the one that, that, that it stems from, okay? And so In Revelation 4, when it says, you are worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will, they exist and were created. And so, so everything was created by his will. Everything exists by him. So he is the one that has ultimate authority. Okay. And so, 
Okay, so Satan, he rebels. He rebels against God. He wasn't happy with the authority he had already been given. Come on now. He was the highest angel, all right? And uh, any position (laughs) under God is a grand position, but he wasn't satisfied because he wanted to take over the position of God. In Isaiah 14, 13 through 14, it talks about the attitude that Satan gathered in his heart. He said within himself, I will ascend into heaven and I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will sit also upon the mount of the congregation. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds and I will be like the most high God. Okay, so that's where that's where he fell off the wagon, okay? And so um, we know no one's going to be higher than God. No, no. And so right there, right then and there, that's when Satan introduced another principle. God has established the principle of authority. And because the enemy rebelled against God and and the authority that he established in the earth realm, God, uh, Lucifer over all the other angels that were under him, he wasn't satisfied with that. So he introduced another principle. And that principle was the principle of rebellion. Okay, you can't talk about authority without dealing with rebellion. And so rebellion is a heart attitude towards God that says, I will do what I want to do and that I will not obey you, God Almighty. Okay, so whatever God establishes, whatever God says, the attitude of rebellion is I'm going to do the opposite. I'm going to do it, do it. Do it the way that I want to do it, okay? And so, um, so, 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 so then that's where that rebellion started with with Satan. Then we know what happened with Adam and with Eve, and how he introduced the principle of rebellion to Eve. Okay, and so um, so he went straight to Eve, and then Eve presented it to Adam, and Adam decided to rebel totally against God. Now, Eve was deceived, but Adam decided because he already knew that you're not supposed to eat from the tree of, 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 of good and evil. And so he did it anyway. And so that's when the spirit of rebellion, that principle of rebellion entered into the earth realm. And so, um, and we know that before, uh, the fall of, of Adam and Eve, we know what kind of relationship that Adam and Eve had with God. He established even order in the family that, 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 that Adam was um, to be the head of, 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 uh, 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 of the household uh, with Eve submitted under, under him, not because she was, um, she was less than him, no, but because he had he had established authority. He had established um, authority, which is a way of, of of protection, which is a way of 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 a covering uh, over us uh, to govern our lives. And so, but when that was uh, d- destroyed because of rebellion, then God had to come up with another plan. Okay, so so. The enemy, Satan, introduced rebellion in the earth rim, and and then man begins to rebel against God. And we see all throughout the Bible in, in the Old Testament where you know you, you see um, people rebelled against God, and then what happened? 
he decided to bring a flood to 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 punish those who were rebelling against him. And so we know about Noah and the ark and how he was trying to establish that covenant with man, which was based on a, a, a man surrendering to the obedience uh, of God, to the authority of God. And we see all throughout the Bible where man constantly rebelled against God. He tried to establish a covenant through Abraham and 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 um uh with the children of Israel and what happened with them. They rebelled against God. And so um so so God all throughout history tried to establish a a a a, a foundation a a, a uh, a system or order um, which dealt with laws. Uh, he ordained human government um, and 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 uh, and helped set, establish man to govern those laws or to enforce those laws. Um, and so God did this what for the protection of mankind because without laws, rules, regulations, systems set up. You know, evil had no had had really no boundaries, and so and so that's why laws were established, government was established to create a place where it could be a, a safe haven, uh, provide pro- protection, and all of those things. And so, um, but man, time and time again, sinned against God through rebelling, through wanting to do his own thing, wanting to do his own way. And so um, and so we see that principle of rebellion constantly being woven through the fabric of the history of mankind. And we see it plainly today. We see it, you know, we see it in, 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 in um, our family structure. We see it in um, our our. our on the job, we see it in the world, we see it, we see it on the news, we see it everywhere where there is rebellion that happens against authority, against laws, against um, order that is established because man wants to do things his own way. And so, of course, we know God had the ultimate plan, even though the second, the first Adam failed. God established the second Adam, which was Jesus. Somebody say, thank God for Jesus, right? So what what, what did Jesus uh, set up in the earth for him when he came? Well, he reestablished the principle of authority by establishing obedience to God. This is good, y'all, because... Um, we, when we look at Jesus and, and all that he did for us, yes, he came to redeem us from sin, but also it goes deeper than that. It's, 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 it's not just I'm snatched from out of hell, but it's a perpetual salvation that happens. And wrapped up within that perpetual salvation is that principle of obedience that he set as a precedence um, in his life and as an example for us to have our lives governed by it. And so Jesus is was our living epistle here on this earth realm. And so he's, he laid a pattern, a pattern for our lives that we could live our lives according to the way that he patterned his life. The word talks about follow, follow uh, after Christ, you know, deny ourselves and follow after him, okay? And so... And so we see that Jesus came and he reestablished the principle 
of obedience, okay? In John 6, 38, it says, I came down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. He, he established that as a precedence, that he didn't come in his own glory. He didn't come in his own, you know, will, uh, his own um, plan, but he came with the plan. He was commissioned by God to come in, in the earth realm and to establish a allegiance to God, a loyalty to God, a, uh, a dependency to God um, and a um, a heart that was lost in the will of God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And so, yeah, he was in heaven. I mean, heaven was his place, but he decided to be obedient to God. And it, so his first step of obedience was when he left his place in glory, okay? Philippians 2, 6 through 7 says this, who being in the form of God made himself of no reputation and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of man. So that initially started his reestablishment of the principle of obedience, which is underlined, which is undergirded, um, uh, the principle of authority, okay? And so principle is what we govern our lives by, right? Okay? So he, him aligning his will with God's will, God gave him the assignment, and I'm sure that he was able to grasp, you know, within that, all that this entailed. But yet, even in that, he, he humbled himself, he humbled himself because we know when you go back to initially when a rebellion came into the earth realm, what did Lucifer do? He was puffed up with pride. He did not humble himself under the mighty hand of God. He puffed himself up and said, I will make myself and I will be like the most high God. No, but Jesus humbled himself and he made himself as a servant. Okay, even though he already had the highest place uh, to be with the father. Okay, and so John 8, 29 says these are words that came from out of uh, uh, Jesus when he talked about that. I come to do the will of my father. But then in John 8, 29 says, I always do those things that please him. Please who? Please God. This was Jesus' mindset, that he wanted to please the Father. So, so from the time that he left his, his place in glory and, and entered the earth rim, he had his mindset, I'm going to please the Father, okay? And then in Matthew 26, 39, even as he began to carry on the plan that, um, that God had laid before him for our redemption— our redemptive plan, okay, was God's redemptive plan through Jesus Christ, okay? So in Matthew 26, 39, this is when he's going through the agony of, 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 uh, of the things that were going to come with him going to the cross, him being mocked, him being abused, him, him um, going through all the suffering for us. He had to literally go through that. So he knew that. He gathered all that in his consciousness where he was very much aware. So when he went and prayed before the Father, 
This is in the Garden of Gethsemane. And these are the words that he said to, to, to the Father. He said, oh, my Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. But not too long after he said that, right after he said that, he said, nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. So even in the midst of him knowing how hard a situation was going to be, how difficult a situation was going to be, he determined in his heart that he was going to still be obedient even to the um the, to the assignment of the cross, okay? So he, he, he relinquished his will and he still held on to wanting to do the will of the Father. That is powerful. And Philippians 2, 8, it says, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself. There's that word humble again. Not my will, but your will be done. That's humility, Okay, he humbled himself and became became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Wow. I'm reminded of the word that talks about that, um, that we have to deny ourselves. We have to pick up our cross and we have to die daily. You know, when we die daily to our to ourselves, to our own will, to our own intellect, to our own knowledge, to our own desires, to our own wants, then what we're doing is we are humbling ourselves and recognizing that God is our source. God is our strength and his will, his way is higher and greater than ours. And so we have to die daily. Paul Paul said in the word of God, I die daily because our flesh wants to do what it wants to do. And many times the flesh, you know, even in Romans chapter eight, it talks about how it's enmity. It's, it's an enemy to God. It's an enemy against the will of God, against the way of God. And so this flesh, um, even though it may know that God wants us to do things a certain way, there may be things plainly laid out in the word of God. He may speak a word, he may lay something in our hearts. He may minister to us through our uh, through a message. Uh, and we may know the way to go, the way of obedience, but our flesh, our flesh will rebel against it. Why? Because it doesn't want to be comfortable. It, 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 it doesn't want to do things that will push it out of its comfort zone. Um, it doesn't want to uh, jeopardize its reputation. I mean, we look at all these things that Jesus had to forfeit in order to be obedient to the Father. And his reputation was one. His will was another. Um, you know, and uh, so so he had no pride in him. He, he made himself as a lowly person to come as a servant to serve the Father. Hallelujah. And, and that is powerful within itself. So Jesus is our example of how to establish obedience in our lives. And it, it, and you can plainly see that the way of the cross was definitely, it was the hardest thing. I mean, we think that we go through hard things here on this earth, and yeah, we do. But when you compare it to what Jesus had to go through, how he had to give, give his life up, and before that, he had to go through mockery, he had to go through shame, he had to go through those rebelling against him, um, mocking him, and all of those things. Um, so, you know, the Word of God tells us that 
what we go through is really com compared to what Jesus had to go through is a light affliction. But even in that light affliction, we still have to be willing to uh, to to forfeit, uh, you know, the things that our flesh crave or desire as our comfort zone so that we won't be put out of the way. And, and that's all wrapped up into denying ourselves. It's all wrapped up into having that heart that says, not my will, but your will be done. And that is the heart of obedience. Not my will, but your will be done. And so we see in Philippians 2, 9, where, where there is a reward for obedience. You know, I think about the scripture that says that if you be willing in obedience, in obedient, uh, in Isaiah chapter one, you shall eat of the good of the land. That is a reward that when you are willing, which means that willing is not your will, but God's will, which means you're willing, you surrender your will to God's will. That's called willing, okay? And then when you are obedient in what he wills you to do, then what happens? You're going to eat of the good of the land. You're going to prosper. What, what comes from land? A harvest. You're going to reap the benefits of that, okay? And so, and that's powerful within itself. But when we look at authority, you know, it's, it, 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 it really uh, is a powerful thing uh, to to, to come up under the authority of our Father. So when we look at the world, there are two principles. So I talked about the principle of rebellion, which we know is the principle that Satan governs his life by and what he lives, sleeps, eats, and breathes as far as his mission to infiltrate that same type of principle in our own lives. But the principle of obedience is the principle that Christ lived his life by. And that is the example that he lived in this earth realm to make a way of escape from rebellion so that we could glorify the Father, so that we could please the Father. OK, and uh, even in the word of God, it talks about how obedience is better than sacrifice. And a lot of times we think that we're being obedient. But when you're not fully doing what God has told you to do, when you try to modify what God has told you to do, when you try to dumb down what God has told you to do, then you're not operating in full obedience. Who am I talking to? Come on now. I know I'm talking to myself, but who am I talking to when God tells us, you know, and commissions us to do something, when he leads us to do something, whether uh, it's a simple, small thing, or it may seem like a big thing. And see, the thing is, obedience, when, you have, when, you, when you're obedient to God, really is not that you're being obedient because you're so confident in your own strength. You're able to be obedient to God because you know that there are some promises that God will never, ever back down from. And one of the main ones is that he will never leave us nor forsake us, that he will always be with us. And so who God appoints, he also equips and anoints. And so 
when God tells us to do something and you operate in obedience, all of that is flowing. You have a resolve in your spirit that my confidence is in God because I know he's got my back. He, he has not called me to, to do all this in my own strength, but he's called me to do it as I am totally dependent in on his strength. Glory to God. And that's what Jesus, he had that resolve, okay? So, but there's two principles and you want to make sure that you don't slip into that principle of rebellion, even if you think it's just a little bit of a variation from off of the plan of God. No, it's still not doing fully what God has called us to do, okay? And so every person that lives their life here on this earth, you are operating by one or the other, by the principle of rebellion or the principle of obedience. And I don't know about you, but I'm going to operate in the principle of obedience. You know, in Ephesians chapter two, verse two, it talks about the spirit that works in the children of disobedience. Okay. So this is that spirit that Satan himself, he manifests and, 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 and rebelled against God and against the son. Okay. So this is the attitude that really is expressed in the world. And, uh, Psalms 2, 2, it says the kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed. So when you don't do the will of the father, when you when you are bent on doing things your way, why? Because you don't want to fall short or you have these different reasons why it doesn't really matter what the reason may be, why you're not going to do what God has called you to do or told you to do. It's still disobedience. Okay. And it's really against God. Remember what I said in Romans chapter eight, where the flesh is in enmity against God, which means it's an enemy against God. The flesh is always going to fight against the will of God, the plan of God, what God has for us. Okay. And so, you know, so, so when you go against the will of God, you're going against the Lord. Okay. And even in delegated authority, when God delegates authority in the earth realm, that means those who are established over you in the family structure, it's your parents and, 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 and the, and the, uh, business structure. It may be your boss and the world structure as far as the government. It may be your local official. It may be the president. I'm, come on now. Okay. And, and even in the church, it may be your pastor. It may be the leaders or that may be established within the confounds of the church. This is delegated authority. What is delegated authority? Delegated authority is authority that God has established within the earth realm um, and his will and his way uh, being governed through man within the earth realm. So that's delegated authority. So when, when you don't obey the authority of those who are in the earth realm, then guess what? You are operating in that spirit of rebellion, in that principle of rebellion, which is the opposite of flowing in obedience, which is disobedience, which is against the will of God, which is against God. That's something to think about, y'all. I mean, my goodness. So the principle of obedience is thy will be done. And so, so when we look at our lives, okay, so how does this relate to me? How, how, how can I be established in obedience? Well, it's simple, okay? When you get saved, what happens? 
Jesus comes into your heart and he becomes our, our temple, our bodies, our lives becomes his dwelling place. The word of God says we are the temple of the living God, okay? And so we become his dwelling place. And because we have become his dwelling place, him living in us, that means we have his power residing in us. So we have the power like Jesus had to obey God. We have that same power. Um, and so, but our obedience is not automatic because when you look at Jesus' life, it wasn't necessarily automatic. No, he came in the form of man, which means God created man with free will. That means you choose. What, what does the word of God say? Choose ye this day whom you will serve. I've set before you life and death, blessings and curses, and you have to make the choice. Who are you going to serve? Who are you going to be obedient to? So it's our choice. So just as it was Jesus' choice, it's our choice. So, but because the power that comes from God, I'm reminded of the scripture in Philippians where it talks about he works in us to will and to do for his good pleasure. When you, when you turn your heart towards God, you say, God, not my will, but your will be done. He knows that we're contending with our flesh. He knows that we're contending with our emotions, our will, our way, our intellect. And so, but when we still say, in spite of all that, not my will, but your will be done, what does he do? That gives him permission to allow the Holy Ghost to come inside, to strengthen us and to empower us even in our weakness. So we choose to live our life by the principle of, of obedience when we surrender to him. Amen. And so every day we must decide to do that. And so just like in Philippians 2, 5, it says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, that, 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 that mind that humbled himself, that mind that says, I'm not going to let my will uh, uh, supersede God's will. I'm going to let his will be done. And he kept it in the forefront of his mind. I'm doing the will of the Father. I'm going to do the will of the Father. So the word admonishes us, let this be in us, which was also in Christ Jesus. I'm going to leave you with this particular scripture that's in uh, Ephesians, the second chapter. And I love it because it kind of helps us to bring it all together. You know, uh, we have Jesus who is our redeemer, who is our savior, who helped to redeem us from sin, right? And then we we're, have been talking about obedience and disobedience and how does that relate? Here we go. And in, in Ephesians, the chap, second chapter says, and you have he quickened. Quicken means made alive, who were dead in trespasses and sin, okay? Wherein in times past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. Who is that? Satan, okay? The spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So that explains exactly what I've been talking about, that, that, that disobedience came through uh, the disobedience of Satan, and then what is he doing? He's trying to infiltrate that into the, 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 the into the world, into the earth realm. And so those who succumb to that, those who surrender to that rebellious spirit, that spirit of disobedience, the word calls them children of disobedience. The thir third verse says this, among whom also we all had our conversations in times past and lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh 
and of the mind. So that that's that will part, that will of doing what they wanted to do, you know, uh, that whatever the desire, whatever their opinion, their way, I'm going to do it my way type of thing. That's what it's talking about. And we're by nature the children of wrath, even as others. Um, and so then um, the fourth verse says this, but God, thank God for the but God, who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sin, that means even in our disobedience, has quickened us together with Christ. Thank God for redemption. By grace are ye saved and has raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Jesus Christ. So this shows us, you know, that that we could have gone the route of, or we could be going the route of disobedience and and, and all the things that, that come along with disobedience. There's a reward for obedience, yes, but there's also a reward for disobedience, okay? The word talks about you shall reap what you sow. And so, but this is showing us that when we go God's way, when we surrender our will to him, when we surrender our way to him, when we allow the quickening power through his, through Christ's obedience in the cross to, to come into our lives and quicken us, we get redeemed and we are able to be seated in the heavenly places with Christ Jesus. And that's where we're able to receive those rewards, not just in heaven, <clears throat> we're not talking about heaven. When we all get to heaven, we're talking about here on earth, heavenly places. That means places that are like heaven here on earth. And so I want to encourage you to, you know, whenever you, we, we, you, a word is ministered like this, you know, you don't ever want to be so quick to disqualify yourself. I believe that God has had me to minister this word because maybe there's some things that are in your life that you may not have been operating in total obedience. And you know, the word says it's the little things that spoil the vines, the little foxes that spoil the vine. And you don't want those little things to keep you from reaping the full benefits, the heavenly places, flowing in the heavenly places that God has ordained for us to flow in. So I admonish you to allow the word to search you, to arrest you, if you will, of those areas of disobedience in your life, whether God flat out laid something on your heart, whether it was through a message, whether you read it and you come to the knowledge of the truth about something and God's telling you to adjust, make the adjustments, to make the corrections. Be obedient in it so that God can give you the reward uh, of those heavenly places that he has ordained for you to have in your life. Hey, listen, I know this message has been a blessing to you. Oh my gosh, it was a strong word, but it was a good word. I want you to share this with someone else uh, and also like it. Let us know how it's been a blessing to you, but also share it with someone else. And um, I'll look forward to seeing you next time. God bless you. This has been another episode of Changing Lives. Be sure to subscribe to stay updated on new episodes. Also, find us on the web at mountgileadfgim.org and follow us on Instagram at mountgileadfgim.